Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to pray for two things. Our offering, that you would bless the offering. Continue to encourage the people to support the financial needs of our congregation, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, to be loyal and faithful to our responsibilities of giving tithes and offerings to the church. And Lord, we also pray for the message tonight that you would bless it and anoint it as we celebrate this week of Thanksgiving. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, let me read to you what it says here in Psalm chapter 34. I'm going to read the whole Psalm, verses 1 through 22, just to minister to you and let it hopefully soak into your spirit. It says this, I will always thank the Lord. I will never stop praising Him. I will praise Him for what He has done. May all who are oppressed listen and be glad. Proclaim with me the Lord's greatness. Let us praise His name together. I prayed to the Lord, and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. The oppressed look to him and are glad. They will never be disappointed. The helpless call to him, and he answers. He saves them from all their troubles. His angel guards those who honor the Lord and rescues them from danger. Find out for yourself how good the Lord is. Happy are those who find safety with him. Honor the Lord, all his people. Those who obey him have all they need. Even lions go hungry for lack of food. But those who obey the Lord lack nothing good. Come, my young friends, and listen to me, and I will teach you to honor the Lord. Would you like to enjoy life? Do you want long life and happiness? Then keep from speaking evil and from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Strive for peace with all your heart. The Lord watches over the righteous and listens to their cries. But he opposes those who do evil, so that when they die, they are soon forgotten. The righteous call to the Lord, and he listens and rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is near to those who are discouraged. He saves those who have, a lost, who have lost all hope. Good people suffer many troubles, but the Lord saves them from them all. The Lord preserves them completely. Not one of their bones is broken. Evil will kill the wicked. Those who hate the righteous will be punished. The Lord will save his people. Those who go to him for protection will be spared. Is the Lord good, church? Can you say amen? The Lord is awesome and he's wonderful. Now, I believe that we can all agree that taking time to say Thank you is a good thing. It's a healthy thing. It's an encouraging thing. It's a powerful thing. It's very motivating. And the opposite is also true. I believe that we can all agree that not saying thank you or not showing appreciation or taking people for granted can be very harmful, hurtful, devastating, disappointing. And in the long run, it causes damage, sometimes irreparable damage. There have been multitudes of studies of the effects on people when they feel appreciated and when they don't. I mean, there's all kinds of studies on that. And for sure, it's always good to say thank you, and it's always go good to show appreciation whenever you have the opportunity. So all of this gives tremendous significance and importance to Thanksgiving Day. Now, in a couple of days, all of us will be celebrating Thanksgiving. Some of us will be with family, and sadly, some of us will be alone. That's just a reality. It's a sad reality, but it's true. Even sadder than that, some of us will be with family but still feel very alone 
or left out or rejected or uncomfortable or out of place or awkward or empty. Does anyone here understand what I'm saying? I mean, you can be in a place full of people, but if you're hurting inside or if something has happened to crush your spirit, I mean, you can feel totally and completely alone in that place, even when you're with your family, sadly. Okay? So no matter what category, no matter what category you fall into this Thanksgiving, this psalm encourages us to take time daily to give thanks to God. It covers everyone, even those who feel oppressed or depressed or discouraged or rejected or alone or mistreated. Listen to what it says here in Psalm chapter 34, verse 1 and 2. Again, this is a good news translation, and it says this. I will always thank the Lord. I will never stop praising Him. I will praise Him for what He has done. May all who are oppressed listen and be glad. The Bible tells us that when we take time to give thanks to God, it will make you glad even when you are sad. Did you hear what I just said, church? When you take time to give thanks to the Lord, to give Him praise, it will make you glad even when you are sad. I like how verse 2 begins. It begins by saying this, I will praise Him for what He has done. I will praise Him for what He has done. I'm going to say it one more time. I will praise Him for what He has done. I don't care how bad your day was, just the fact that you were able to wake up this morning, that you opened your eyes, and that you were able to walk on your feet, see with your eyes, hear with your ears, walk with your legs. You need to give thanks just for that. Even if you had a terrible day, just give Him thanks that He woke you up this morning. Give Him thanks for the gift of life. And I know that life can be miserable and hard and difficult and challenging and discouraging and frustrating and hurtful. And I know that people can be the same way. But man, we need to give God thanks for the gift of life daily. Giving thanks to God for what He has done instead of complaining about the things that God has not done will change your perspective on life. Verse 2 continues, and the Holy Spirit speaks directly to those who are oppressed, depressed, hurt, angry, discouraged, overwhelmed. They feel alone, rejected, misunderstood, mistreated. The Holy Spirit speaks directly to those of us who are oppressed, and the Holy Spirit says, listen, listen, listen to me. Those of you who are oppressed, listen, listen to what I am saying. Now, I didn't plan this, but our, our sister here put in a prayer request for her friend Lisa, who is what? Mentally depressed. She's in a mental hospital. Why? Because she's all messed up in her head. How many of you know that Jesus is the only answer? Can you say amen? It directly ministers to the oppressed. If you begin to praise God for what He has done, instead of complaining about what he hasn't done, God will begin to heal your oppression and turn it into joy. He begin to praise God for what God has done instead of complaining about what he hasn't done and you will be glad. It's so funny. So there's so many times uh, there's been a number of you that have come to church and, and, you, and you come and you ask for prayer. I need a job. I need a job. I need a job. And we pray for you and then God gives you a job. And then two weeks later, you come back, oh, I, I hate my job. I hate my job. I hate my job. What do you want? You're not happy when you don't have a job, and you're not happy when you do have a job. What do you, we have to be happy because we have God in our lives. Can you say amen, church? Remember what our God tells us in Psalm chapter 30. 
It says, you will turn my mourning into dancing. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Let me read that psalm to you. Psalm chapter 30, verses 1 through 12. Let me read it to you. And it says this again. Good news translation. Unfortunately, we don't have it on our computer base. So just listen to what I say here. Psalm chapter 30, verses 1 through 12. Good news translation. I praise you, Lord, because you have saved me and kept my enemies from gloating over me. I cried to you for help, O Lord my God, and you healed me. You kept me from the grave. How many of you know that God, I mean, so many times we should have been dead. So many times. And God prevented that from happening. It says that you kept me from the grave. I was on my way to the depths below, but you restored my life. Sing praise to the Lord, all his faithful people. Remember what the Holy One has done. And give him thanks. His anger lasts only a moment. His goodness for a lifetime. Tears may flow in the night, but joy comes in the morning. That's where we get that scripture. Morning may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Here it says, tears may flow in the night, but joy comes in the morning. I felt secure and said to myself, I will never be defeated. You were good to me, Lord. You protected me like a mountain fortress. But then you hid yourself from me, and I was afraid. I called to you, Lord. I begged for your help. What will you gain from my death? What profit from my going to the grave? Are dead people able to praise you? Can they proclaim your unfailing goodness? Hear me, Lord, and be merciful. Help me, Lord. You have changed my sadness into a joyful dance. You have taken away my sorrow and surrounded me with joy. Listen, church, God is the only one that can do that. He's the only one that can take away that oppression, that sorrow, that depression, that pain, and that hurt. He's the only one that can take that away, lift it off of you. So I will not be silent. I will sing praise to you, Lord. You are my God. I will give you thanks forever. So giving thanks to God, even when we are oppressed, especially when we are oppressed, is healthy and will make you glad. When we take time to thank God and praise God for what he has done in our lives, instead of complaining about the things that he hasn't done, it begins to change our whole perspective. The Holy Spirit begins to touch our mind. God will begin to heal and comfort and bring peace and joy to our mind. The real problem or real heartache may still be there. You may still be facing that same threatening and fearful obstacle or person or event. But when we begin to surrender it to God, when we begin to give thanks and give praise to our God, God honors that and God begins to help us realize that in comparison to God, that issue does not even seem to be so overwhelming anymore. Everything shrinks down to significance. How many of you know that our God is bigger than any problem, any issue, any circumstance in our life? Our God is always bigger, church. His grace is always greater than our sin. His grace is always greater than our disappointment and our failure. You get that joy unspeakable and full of glory that the Bible talks about. You get that peace that surpasses all understanding that the Bible talks about. If you're not careful, you may be even begin to feel a little jump in your step. When you start hearing that music, you may start getting that little jump in your step because you're starting to feel the joy of the Lord. And, and you know what? If you're not careful, you may, be, you, you, you may even start to do some... 
some tweaking when you start feeling the Holy Ghost. And, and it's, it's not math. It's, you're not tweaking because of math. You're not tweaking because of speed. No, you're, speed, you're, you're starting to tweak because you feel the joy of the Holy Ghost. We need some more tweakers in the house of God. That's what we need. People that are being touched by God's Spirit. Now, it's up to you. If you want to stay depressed, if you want to stay oppressed, if you want to stay suicidal, then just sit there and do nothing. Don't praise God. Don't worship God. Don't thank God. Just sit there in your misery. It's your choice. But if you want to get out of that mess, you're going to have to stop. Start taking some steps. And all God is saying is, just start worshiping. Just start praising. Just start glorifying God. You see, when we take time to thank God and praise God for what he has done in our lives, instead of complaining about the things that he hasn't done, things are going to change. That report of cancer, all of a sudden, is not so devastating. That issue that you had with your spouse and your argument, about it, it, seems, it seems to lose its intensity. Your son or your daughter on drugs or in prison is now under the mighty hand of God. That financial pressure that was causing you to panic is somehow deflated, and now you've put your trust in the provision of God. God. The Holy Spirit is saying to all of us who are oppressed, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Just begin to speak the name of Jesus over that situation that is oppressing you and begin to give thanks and praise to God and watch what happens. If we go back to Psalm 34, we're going to look at verse 3 now. It says this, proclaim with me the Lord's greatness. Let us praise his name together. The Holy Spirit is saying, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Don't isolate yourself. Don't isolate yourself. Get yourself up and go to church and hook up with others that want to give thanks and pray praise to God with you. Now, I need to qualify or, or clarify this just a little bit because of the season that we're in. Because of this coronavirus that is going on around us, uh, there are valid reasons for you to isolate yourself. If you are sick or if you are vulnerable because of your age or health conditions, then isolation is necessary, it's good, and it's safe. However, if you're isolating because you are oppressed or depressed or suicidal or experiencing some other type of phobia, or if you are isolating because you are in bondage to some type of sin, then you need to get yourself in church, my friend. Isolation is dangerous. It is unhealthy. It is not good for you and I who are Christians. I like how it reads in the New King Version, New King James Version, in the Psalm chapter 34, verse 3, says this, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Join with me. And let us exalt His name together. When others join you, or you join others in giving thanks and giving praise together, this brings unity. This brings support. This brings encouragement. This brings power. This brings strength. Listen, any of you that have been attending our church for any length of time, you know that there's something that happens when we have corporate praise and worship in church together. Even tonight, even tonight, I have to say that when my wife Julie and the worship team were leading this worship tonight, man, it was beautiful being in here. It was so beautiful being in here in the house. Although there's just something about corporate worship and corporate praise and getting together. 
This ushers in the Holy Spirit in a very unique and powerful way. This is one of my only concerns about those who, of you that are listening online. I thank God that you're listening online. I thank God that you're taking this time and, and setting it uh, aside to, to tune into the services online. And I'm glad you're, that you're tuning in. I know that you have valid reasons for not coming to church due to this virus that is very dangerous. But I do get concerned about whether or not you are able to experience the unique power of God's Spirit that comes with corporate praise and corporate worship. That's one of my main concerns. I know what's going on here, and I know what it feels like here, but I get very concerned when, when you're listening online, which I'm thankful for, about what's going on in your home. I pray. My heart's prayer is that you do experience the presence of God right there in your home through the power of the Holy Spirit. It has been proven that all of this isolation due to the coronavirus is causing people to get depressed, suicidal, because of the disconnection and isolation away from people. Isolation is not good for the human soul. Did you hear what I just said? Isolation is not good for the human soul. God wants us to be together. Now, I know it's a catch-22 situation. Those of you that come to church, when you come to church, you get hurt by people in the church, and then you get upset, and then you leave the church. But then when you leave the church and you don't go to church and you're all by yourself, then you get hurt because you're by yourself and you're isolated and the enemy's messing with your head. So either way you go, there's going to be hurt. So you might as well come to church, get hurt, and let God heal you in church, okay? I wish church was a perfect place, but it's not. It's not a perfect place. Sometimes Pastor Jerry is not going to shake your hand He's not going to acknowledge you. He's going to pass you by because Pastor Jerry has got other things in his, in his mind. He's not the Holy Spirit. Pastor Jerry is not God. He can only handle one thing at a time. He's not a good multitasker. We're all human beings. We're all going to make mistakes. And from time to time, we're all going to hurt each other and disappoint each other. That's why I keep saying, keep your focus on Jesus. Don't put your focus on man. Put your focus on Jesus. He will never disappoint you. Never let you down. Jesus will always be there for you. Lastly, let's read Psalm 34, verses 4 and 5. It tells us this. I prayed to the Lord, and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. I'm going to say that again. I prayed to the Lord, and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Have any of you ever been afraid? I'll be the first one to raise my hand. Many times I've been afraid. Many times. Okay? But you know what God says? I prayed to the Lord, and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. When you're afraid, cuddle up with Jesus. When you're afraid, get on your knees and you begin to cry out to God. You tell him, I'm scared, God. I'm scared. I'm overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. I'm really intimidated by this situation. I'm really intimidated by this person. I'm really intimidated by this organization that's trying to mess, mess me up. Uh, you just go to God. And God supernaturally will begin to lift that fear, that anxiety, that oppression. Only God can do that, church. It says here, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. The oppressed, there's that word again, the oppressed. We saw that in verse 2. The oppressed look to him and are glad. They will never be disappointed. Again, if you're listening to me right now, if you're here right now, this 
Let me just read this really quick. This is a stat. This is from the Billy Graham Association. Listen to this really quick. I just got this today after I already did my, my message. I got this in the mail today. Listen to this. Okay. 60, more than 65 million Americans ages 12 and older abuse or, or are addicted to drugs or alcohol and feel worthless. Listen to this. More than 25 million Americans, that's 8% of the nation's population, struggle with depression and over 47,000 commit suicide each year. It says here, an estimated 40 million people in the U.S. feel trapped or crippled by fear. They live as prisoners to their own anxiety. This is real stuff that people go through, church. And you know what? Sadly, that's just on a normal day. Now we're hitting the holidays. During the holidays, it intensifies. It gets worse. Yeah, if you have a family and, and you're healthy and you're strong and everything's good and everybody's happy, it's a good time. It's a celebration. Man, I remember when I was a kid we had, uh, and we had Christmas and all the presents and all the, it was great. But now that we're getting older and we're starting to lose certain individuals in our family, now it's not as joyful and as happy anymore because we're missing certain family members. And it gets worse for those that are already struggling with depression and suicidal thoughts and all kinds of mental issues. That's why the Bible says here, the oppressed look to him and are glad. They will never be disappointed. That's a strong statement from God. Those of you that are feeling oppressed right now, those of you that are feeling depressed, discouraged, suicidal, God is saying to your face right now, look, if you begin to seek him out, if you begin to look to him, the Bible says you will not be disappointed. That's a promise from God. Now, if you're depending on, on the drugs and the medicines, they're all good, and that's, and, and that's reliable, and that's legit. But man, beyond all that, you've got to go to God. You've got to connect with God. Verse 4 talks about fear. Fear cripples. Fear paralyzes. Fear intimidates. Fear causes panic and hallucinations and deceptions. But when we begin to give thanks and praise, especially we give thanks and praise together as a corporate body, the Bible tells us that we will we are that those of us who are being crippled with fear if we are victims of fear if we are sensing or feeling overwhelmed by fear and as we begin to give thanks and praise the holy spirit will begin to lift that fear out of our hearts the bible says he will deliver us from that fear if you're home and you feel crippled with fear i want you to know that there is hope i dare you I dare you to begin to give thanks and praise to God right there in your house. I dare you to try this. And then you can see for yourself that what happens it will change the condition of your mental health and well-being. Now, again, you can sit there and allow that oppression, that depression, that suicidal feeling to, over, to just to just dominate you, or you can say to yourself, you know what, I'm going to put that aside and I'm going to begin to give thanks to God. I'm going to begin to worship God. I'm going to put on some praise music, some worship music, and I'm going to begin to be in the presence of God. And you watch what happens. It will change you. It will minister to you. God's Spirit will bring healing to you. 2 Timothy 1.7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love 
and of a sound mind. When you begin to feel God's Spirit, you will be filled with power. When you begin to feel God's Spirit, you will be able to feel God's love. When you begin to feel God's Spirit, you will begin to have a sound, healthy, strong mind. That confidence will be built up. And you, God will give you a warrior spirit. The oppressed look to Him and are glad. They will never be disappointed. God's promise is this. You give Him thanks. You give Him praise. You worship Him. You acknowledge Him as your God. And the Bible says you will never be disappointed. That's God's word for you here tonight. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for this precious word of thanksgiving, the importance of giving thanks to you, God, for the good things that you do for us on a daily basis. I know, Lord God, that all of us in this room, we could make a list and complain about all the things that, we, that, that, are, that are not part of our lives, Lord. And, and we can uh, think of all the problems and all the faults and all the negative things and all the ugly things and all the terrible things. But God, you're challenging us not to do that. You're challenging us to give thanks for the things that you have done and to give you praise and worship simply because you are God. And I pray, Lord, that you will minister to your people and that your word will prove to be true that we will not be disappointed. Those of you listening online and those of you that are here, if you have never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you want to receive Him right now, just say this prayer with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I honor you tonight as Lord and God. I willingly open my heart and I ask you, Jesus, to come in. Save me, Lord. Forgive me. Rescue me. Begin to touch my mind and my heart and my attitude and my life. Help me, Lord, to worship you, to praise you, and to thank you daily for your goodness. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.